What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Under the Microscope, where we dissect the art of basketball. I'm Coleman Ayers from By Any Means Basketball. I'm Joseph Ishak from Valley Basketball Skills Training. So, mo- like most other episodes, you know, we've gotten this question a lot. I feel like that's how we start off most of our episodes, which is good because that means we're listening to you guys. But um, this is definitely something that applies to any hooper because there will be a time before your game, most likely, unless you're in some weird situation where you don't have like a pregame kind of routine to get into, but I highly doubt that. So we're going to go over the science of it. Also some kind of anecdotal stories, uh, what some of our main guys that we work with do um, and have been successful with, but also keep in mind that we're not just going to bring you like a cookie cutter pregame routine, like do this, do that, because that doesn't exist in my opinion. And I, I mean, I just it it just doesn't because everyone has different resources, everyone has different mindsets, everyone's body is different physiologically, psychologically, um, and then I think everyone just has you know different traditions. Like if you enjoy doing something weird before a game, whatever it may be, like I'm not gonna bring you away from it because I'm telling you to do this at six o'clock and this is seven o'clock. So um, it's more so gonna be guidelines, some suggestions. Um, the science behind what could make you perform optimally and you know it's, it's gonna be very very good episode for you guys to kind of understand what's best for you in terms of before the game because we focus a lot on during the game during training but this is kind of an underlooked component of preparation which is kind of ironic but hopefully you guys will enjoy it and another reason this episode is great for you guys right now is because of the timing of it a lot of, like a lot of you guys know, seasons are starting up again. Um, whether you're in a city that's following COVID regulations or not, a lot of teams are starting <laughs> up practices and uh, games are starting up again. I was just at a game last weekend, so pregame rituals are a thing to take seriously now and start preparing, if you guys don't have one, to um, start taking them seriously. So this episode is going to be really helpful for you. For sure. So um, I'm just going to go into a few of the, the basic, you know, components that i would like to see in everyone's pregame routine or at least some you know form of it uh and then yosef will kind of sprinkle in some anecdotes some cool things that he's learned uh (laughs) and i'll kind of go throughout and and insert some more science here and there as well so the first thing that i want to start with and i'm not going to bore you guys with this because we talk about so often is just sleep like if 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 you're not sleeping well the night before a game, chances are most of this is gonna go to shit. Like, you can do all the recovery work, you know, um, drink coffee, uh, watch motivational videos, but if you slept four or five hours the night before, none of this applies really. It's only it's like putting a bandaid on a huge like broken leg. So that's not really that's that is really going to be the kind of foundation of everything so minimum six hours a night i know different people work um better off of different amounts but i would say i personally like to shoot for seven to eight um and then most most guys are kind of within that range but find what works for you that is the right amount of sleep but it should be more than six hours so um not going to bore you guys with the science on that it's just it it just is what it is and you have to understand that that's the foundation to all of this um and the first thing i'll mention that is kind of underlooked in a pregame routine because this this goes back to even the morning of 
um, is just being active during that day. Like some of my worst games, some of my players' worst games come during like those 9 p.m. games when you've just been sitting on your ass playing 2K all day. You know, you're you're not really in into it psychologically or physically, and then you just kind of hop off the couch, go and play, and you feel sluggish because you've been you've been sitting on your butt all day. So, main thing for me, and there have been studies on this that I'll that I'll mention. Um, whether it's a light strength session, so in the weight room, pregame, um, pregame workout on the court, recovery-based workout um, like you would do on kind of a restoration or recovery day, go for a walk, get in the pool. Any of this stuff could really help, really just kind of stimulate your mind and body before the game um, and and prime you for when you do step on that court or when you do start warming up. Like there, there's this one study um, they showed that running six 40 meter sprints with rest in between, obviously. So they weren't doing like suicide type thing. It was like some time in between to kind of recover, um, six 40 meter sprints in the morning. I think it was like six to eight hours before I can't, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Oh, wow. Um, it's been shown to, to boost testosterone, which is huge in terms of how, how we're going to end up performing. Um, and also have some more kind of neural benefits. Um, so they showed that, and this is pretty cool, that it actually boosted vertical jump and sprint speed later in the day. So guys, they get up at 10 a.m. You know, they at 2 p.m. Let's say they have an eight o'clock game. 2 p.m. They go for they run six sprints. Um, they're going to be jumping higher than the guys who sit on their ass all day. So this is this is. You know, definitely something to consider. It doesn't have to be six hours exactly before competition, but kind of in that general range, find what works for you whenever you feel the most comfortable, whenever you can. Um, and I think that's that's a big thing right there. And then one thing I'll mention before, I'll let Yosef tell a couple of his <coughs> anecdotes are um, just limit stress before the game. So show up early, avoid traffic, you know, anything that's going to make you stressed out and anxious you're already going to have to be dealing with stuff like this on the court and as you get prepared especially if it's a big game um so you like everyone's kind of had that experience where they show up to an aau game late and they're, they're just kind of rushing and running into the gym and they play pretty badly at least at the start of the game just because they're so anxious and and tight and you know, like it's it's just a different kind of vibe than when you relax and re- and you can go through your entire ritual. So make sure everything's in your bag or your car the night before. That's something that I've seen a lot of players, like professionals, refer to. Um, and then also this can go back to like doing breathing exercises. And we talked about this on, I believe, like the mm, we definitely talked about this in a few episodes. I'll put the in the in the description if I remember it. Um, but we can talk about this more in the future too, but breathing is just huge for mm-hmm. um, that sympath or taking away, or at least getting back towards that parasympathetic nervous system. And we mm-hmm. did talk about this now that I'm remembering in that in that parasympathetic um, episode. But if you want to get into a few um, anecdotes, and then I'll hop back into a little bit of the science, you know, kind of related to what you're talking about, and get yeah. do it that way. Yeah, definitely. So. Um I spoke to a few of the players that we worked with here in Miami, I mean, um, here in D.C. and in Miami, and one of the most um, common things that a lot of them say, like, they've all said completely different things, but 
a lot of it all roots in basically being able to remain confident and being able to remain grounded and within that moment. So um, whatever they do before the game, during the game, after the game, is all is always to just remain confident and remain mo- uh, grounded within that moment to make sure that they're able to not go too high, not go too low, not get too excited, not get too down on themselves when things don't go right in the game or don't go their way. And um, some of the things that some players have mentioned to me is, um, for example, a shoot-around. So some players have specific routines mm-hmm. they go through and shoot-around. Um, and something that I actually found out that was pretty interesting is that some players, one of the players I spoke with actually strongly dislike shoot-around because he wants to be as relaxed as possible before his game. He does a shoot-around because he has to, but it's required. But he really just wants to be home, just wants to relax and just stay off his feet as much as possible, which is kind of interesting because like what we saw in the science is that you want to be, yeah. you want to engage some mm-hmm. type of activity before just to get, get your body kind of primed up. So I think... Um, what happened there is just that that shooting around for him kind of like forced its way into his routine and kind of like played that role for him to give him that activation he needed earlier in the day. But what he does yeah. during that shoot around is pretty interesting because he um usually players in shoot around they try to like do stuff that they're really comfortable with. So they they're not doing anything new. They're not trying to develop any new crafts or focus on any new mechanics or anything because. Now is not the time for that. What the time for is to build that confidence, build that preparation, and make sure that they're in that groove or in that zone. So what they're going to do is refer back to what they're really good at. So during pregame shootarounds, this is the time to focus on skills or drills that you're really good at and you know that you do really well. So this is a so you can come into that game feeling sharp and ready to go because. Um, if you're going to that game and you struggle through your shoot around, then it's not you already started a, at a downward slope and then you're not really going to go into that yeah. game as confident. So one player, what he does is he has a specific shooting drill that he does pretty much every day, regardless if it's a game day or not. But during that shoot around, he only does that that um, one shooting drill that he does because it's so repetitive. It's so repetitive to him. It's so mindless to him that it's just basically him just moving through the motions of that drill. And then it gets him locked into that game game mode and keeps him um, keeps him sharp for that game. And um, I've also asked a lot of these players what they listen to before games because I've yeah. always been interested to see if players are more lenient or a lot of basketball players are more lenient to soft cool uh, soft soothing music versus the mm-hmm. hype rap and hip hop that a lot of other players listen to like Lil Baby and Future and. Uh, Chief Keef and everything when because I remember when I was in high school when um, <laughs> Chief Keef came out with every, pretty much everything he came out with that year and then every single pregame everybody was cranking to Love Sosa and all these songs that were coming out but I was always the type of player that preferred to like listen to softer and soother music but um so when I spoke yeah. to one of my guys he was talking about how during his on his on game day, he keeps his beats on. He has a specific pair of the beats that he doesn't use, except for game day, which is pretty interesting. And he uh, like listens to straight up R and B and old school soft jazz, and then that's all he listens to before his game during his workouts. And he keeps his mind, he keeps himself calm down, relaxed because his main thing is not about getting too excited, but remaining calm and remaining within that moment and being able to perform. So. Um, that's something that I was found pretty interesting, but that's unique to him. So a lot of players are, every player is pretty much different. There's no player that's created the same as another mm-hmm. player. So 
some players do need that aggression and that hypeness when they come into the game. They want to be pounding their head on the wall and going crazy. A lot of you see a lot of football players doing this is because football is much yeah. more of an aggressive sport. But and then one thing you notice is that these players that prefer this tend to be the more aggressive players, while as whereas the other players that listen to the more soft, cooling music, it's it's more so just for it's what works for them. It's like the type of personality, the type of uh, player they are. They whatever they do to prepare is specific to them. It's not that they looked at somebody else as an example and said, oh, this is what he does, I'm gonna have to do it the same way so I can play like him. No, the situation is that everybody do, everybody figures out what works for them and they create a routine out of it. And then um, they, they re- resort, resort to that when the game starts. It's kind of similar to a free throw routine. What, mm-hmm. what all you're doing in a free throw routine is pretty much just gaining the muscle memory that you go through before the actual shot so then when the shot when it comes down to the shot everything you've done before the shot has been the same as it usually has been so now the shot kind of just flows automatically as if it was part of that same routine so everybody's shooting routine or everybody's free throw routine is pretty much different a lot of them are similar just because there's really not much area or not much you can vary from when it comes to free throws but everybody has something unique that they do at the free throw line which is similar to this pregame everybody has a, re- a unique routine that they go through. So um, there's a lot more that I can go into, but I want to go more into the science <clears throat> of other stuff that you found before I go into it, just because I can go on for days and days. Yeah. No, and I think a lot of what you were saying kind of relates back to the science. Like, mm-hmm. everyone, I mean, you can, there are so many different, like, psychological models of, like, different types of personalities like there's a type a type b model and i mean there's so many like you can do all these online quizzes and stuff you know that are pretty interesting sometimes but i think some people like you were saying are just like more on the like if you look at like steph curry before a game like he's not the type that's like really locked in just like staring at the floor like goofy like like a left yeah like he's just kind of messing around staying lighthearted. yeah and that's kind of how he plays whereas if you look at like LeBron, I mean, again, we, we only have such a, a small window into these guys' like actual routines, but I mean, other guys who are pretty like locked in before the game, I'm sure they're listening to like, you know, more the music like you were talking about is more like motivational or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, those guys kind of have it, that demeanor on the court as well. So exactly. you don't want to really go like that. Like, I remember I used to fall into the trap of. I would be listening to like future and stuff before the games when I was, you know, I'm not that type of player. I'm not the guy that's going like, <laughs> to use my athleticism to yeah. come in and like go as hard as shit. Like, you know, I needed to be on the more lighthearted side. And I found just from personal experience that like anytime I'm kind of chilling and having fun before a game or really any, and it's not just like basketball. We can get into exactly. this later, but like even before like a, like a training session, like a big training session or, you know, like an interview or something. Like if I'm just kind of being myself, having fun, like it's it's going to go better for me. And that's the same thing in basketball. So definitely the, the in terms of psychology and where your mental is at, you know, it's, it's huge that you find what works for you. Um, and then what you were saying about like the, especially the shoot around, just making yourself feel like doing stuff that you're already good at. Mm-hmm. I think, I mean, you hit hit that nail right on the head, so I don't need to go more into that. But related to that, um, there have actually been, I mean, there's been a good amount of research that shows that, like, doing, watching yourself do things the right way 
before so like positive feedback or mm-hmm. um just like watching positive videos of yourself so you making threes or you you know your highlight tape mm-hmm. that's going to be better than going through with your coach before the game looking at things that you need to do better yeah because exactly. that's going to have you thinking more in the game that's going to be now you're in the game thinking about i gotta do this i gotta do that sounds good but it sounds good from a tactical perspective but when you look at the psych like of the psychology of it now you're in that kind of conscious zone and it's hard to shut that off so there is a time of place for that of course analyzing film i talk about all the time but game day that's more of a feel-good type of thing mm-hmm. maybe one or two things that you need to focus on tactically like a play but if you're looking going through it and saying like i need to put my foot here on this jumper that's just making everything conscious and it's telling yourself like damn i can i can get better at this i can get better at that yeah, exactly. and obviously you have to consider that but that's not what you want to be thinking on on game day you want to be more in the i can do this i can do that i do do this type type mentality mm-hmm. so um that's another consideration as well and and i know pe- some people watch their highlights before sounds narcissistic but it's, it's i mean if it works um some people watch other highlights before and kind of imagine that so again it, it kind of it it's different for everyone and then in terms of motivation um they've there's i'm not i'm not an expert on this stuff um but testosterone is definitely a like a big factor Mm -hmm. and there have been a couple articles that i've read in the past about how watching like a even like a motivational video so something that you find motivates you it doesn't have to be basketball related um that can help raise testosterone levels in which case this is an acute spike in testosterone levels for the most part is a good thing in terms of athletic performance so you probably feel more motivated feel more focused on the task at hand um and kind of just more ready to go in terms of where your psychology is at um so that's kind of an interesting point right there mm-hmm. you have anything did you yeah did you talk to them about like motivation and and that type of thing yeah, um, so uh, before I even talk about that, I did. I forgot to mention something about shoot-around that one of my players felt like yeah. it was pretty interesting. He, uh, he, mm-hmm. he compared it to school. He was talking about how if game day, if game day is pretty much the final exam or a test, then um, that shoot-around is kind of like a last-minute study session. And then it's kind of like you're cramming, mm-hmm. in, you're cramming in a lot of work right before the session or right before the test. So that's why he personally felt like me, I always, I'm the type of student that's always done my work early, and I've always felt like the day of that test, I just need to just calm down, relax, and rely on the work that I've put in in the past. So that's yeah. why he compared. That's how he compared it, which was pretty interesting because I never thought of um, um, uh, comparing t- games to tests like that in a session. Yeah, that's interesting. So it was pretty interesting. And then, um, but some, like, mind you, though, some players, I mean, some students out there definitely need these last minute. I was definitely one of these students where. I was trying to memorize as much as I could right before the test, leading right up to the test. Like, up until the moment I got the test given to me, I was yeah. over here studying my notes as much as I can to try to cram as much information as I can into me. Pause. And then, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then um, uh, that's, the, that's just the way that, that's what worked for me. So, um, that was just pretty interesting. But in terms of motivation, though, what... Uh, one, thing, one thing about that real quick mm-hmm. is, um, I mean, just as I'm, as I'm going through thinking about that, mm-hmm. is like a test is very conscious like you're pulling thoughts from your 
your brain yeah, like consciously yeah, yeah, yeah. so that's like a little bit different in terms of that whereas in a game you just kind of have to let yourself just flow play, yeah. and, and like that's why it's like cramming like trying to work on a bunch of stuff like you were saying um beforehand is probably not a good thing mm-hmm. like in a, in a test it may work but in a basketball game if you're trying to learn like yeah. new moves before the game oh yeah it's yeah. not going to be a good thing because yeah. te- they're on different ends of the spectrum so that goes back to what you were saying before about Go, doing, doing stuff that's you're that, comfortable with you know like so if we're taking like the test example is like going through all the test answers that you know really well exactly and just like just going through them exactly and, and not showing trying to yourself learn. that you're really yeah good. exactly because right before the test it's not the time to learn new stuff it's just time to make sure you yeah. know everything that you do know by then but um, exactly and, re- and remind yourself that you do yeah exactly that's a that's a definitely a good um correction to add but um in terms of motivation, so what um, some of the players that I've, what I've learned that is um, a lot of players want to tap, like I was talking about in the beginning, how they want to remain grounded so they can remain um, within the zone. Before the game, some of the players I've talked to is uh, they, they kind of psych themselves up or they give themselves like a little mm-hmm. bit of a self-talk. Some even honestly pray or have like some type of saying that they give themselves before every game where... It's just something that they say, like, every time they, like, talk to themselves, like, all right, man, like, as corny as it may sound, like, a whole bunch of self-affirmations, like, yo, man, you, you, you the man, like, you, you got this, you work really yeah. hard for this, and, like, it may seem corny to, to hear from third person, but, like, when you're actually in that zone where you're about to play, like, a pretty big game in front of thousands of people watching, sometimes you do need mm-hmm. to remind yourself that you are that guy, and you are prepared for this moment, and you're not gonna succumb to the to to the pressure of the game you're gonna rise above the pressure and be able to perform and then that's exactly Mm -hmm. what happens when you do so another thing is that a lot of players connect to their spirituality more i think like it's you see a lot more players being more um whether it's you believe in god or whatever like they tap into the the knowing that they're not like i don't know how to explain it but they're this specific player i'm talking about i don't want to mention any names because he said don't be giving out my secret sauce like this to everybody. But <laughs> yeah. he was talking about how um, he uh, he he really wants to ground himself and humble himself before games as well, and remind himself that he's like a servant of God and he's just doing his work on the court. And that's just how he reminds. That's how he stays in touch with the game. Obviously, not everybody's Christian. Not everybody agrees or believes in that. But that's just another way that this specific player found a thing that worked for him to motivate and prepare himself for the game. And um, Mm-hmm. Obviously, everybody's different, like we were talking about earlier, but that's just uh, something that players can't consider if they've never thought thought about that route. And um, another thing I want to talk about is you see a lot of players have all these bracelets, keep these little mementos around before games. Like uh, I've heard players say, like, "Nah, these are my lucky uh, my lucky elite socks. I wear these every game, yeah. or this is my lucky bracelet. I keep it on every game, or whatever." It's more of a just the it's kind of it's just a superstition kind of thing like you nobody there's really no scientific evidence that proves oh when this player wears this whatever they play better but there's um just like that connection to that item or connection to that thing one player even told me that he writes little reminders on his wrist like um like you're great like it just gives him like a little reminder so whenever he's playing and he's feeling kind of out of it in the game he just looks down he's like oh yeah i'm really i'm really like that like i'm not i'm not I don't know why I'm letting this moment be more than it is to me. So yeah. that's one thing that you could kind of do if you feel like you ever have struggles with self-confidence is 
give yourself these little reminders before games that you you deserve to be there and that all you have to do at that moment is just rely on your training and given that you trained all summer the correct way and that you prepared for the season the correct way everything should work everything should play itself out like everything should work the way it should the way that you prepare for that season so um there's yeah. really no need to be nervous obviously it's much easier said than done because there are plenty of other pressures that come into play but if you really trust your work and rely on your work that you put in all off season then you you're just pretty much in autopilot like you're just taking what you've learned every move and every drill or every mechanics that you've learned you're able mm -hmm. to implement it into that game and just let it go on autopilot and you just sit back and you enjoy the show and um yeah and i, I think <clears throat> like you mentioned that there's no scientific evidence that like none of this stuff works and that's like that's very important to realize um that like you you taking someone else's like let's say your favorite nba player does this like certain kind of weird superstition mm -hmm. you doing that will probably not have the same effect exactly. but there is scientific evidence that the placebo effect yeah. works in yeah. great amounts so point being if you think something's gonna work that means it's probably gonna work mm -hmm. but you have to truly believe that that's gonna work you can't just be doing it because you know this person does it or that person does it you know you have to truly believe that that will make you play better um and that goes for any of this stuff who knows if if those guys were actually jumping higher because they did their sprints earlier in the day or just because you know it was it was a placebo it was supposed effect to, yeah. like yeah like i feel i feel better because i'm thinking that i feel better you know it's it's such a yeah complex like psychological effect but it just it's it's so profound and that's just like most of this pregame stuff and really a lot in terms of athletic preparation is just placebo effect um i mean not the majority of it but there's yeah. a lot that can be found in the placebo effect which is you know is, is very valuable for us especially especially in this pregame stuff yeah um yeah and yeah, I, uh, I would say that. I, I want to yeah, add right. one thing. It was like it's like what that saying that Deion Sanders said. He he made sure yeah. that every single game he came out dripped out because he knew that yeah. if he looked good, he's gonna feel good. And if he feels good, he's gonna play good. And if he plays good, they know they play good. So that yeah. whole that same yeah. same. That's why you see a lot of these guys come into the games with all of this drip on. Like it's really just to uh -huh. feel good about themselves, hype themselves up, feel confident in themselves, and that confidence carries over into that game they're able to play and play better because of it um and there's actually a cool study that shows that yeah like w once you warm up so once you're at like your peak body temperature for every one degree celsius that our muscles cool off our leg musculature loses about three percent mm -hmm. of its ability to produce force so i mean that's that's pretty significant when we're talking about like sitting around you know listening to your coach talk listening to the national anthem you know all this stuff that goes in to the to mm -hmm. the kind of preparation for the game after the warm up could really really help us or on the other side of that hurt us in terms of you know losing just pure body temperature so how do we stay warm one just keep it moving mm -hmm. especially so if you start try to maybe like you see some players doing like those little high knees like going 100% speed like any way to keep it moving especially at a high intensity um, and then another is just wearing warm clothing. Like this actually helps, and this is why you see players wearing like warm ups before a game. It's like the the sweats and like a kind of like pullover like jacket mm -hmm. or whatever. 
because um, it actually helps you. I mean, it makes sense. keeps keeps your muscles warm. Um, but we don't want our warm up to be too extensive. And I I was looking for this study as I was preparing for. It. I don't know if it's a study or more just like some some like tracking done on GPS for players before a game. I think I heard it on someone's podcast, but I'll try to find where it was. Most players, especially at the college level, will cover multiple miles in a warm up, like between shoot around, warming up, all that stuff. Like you're covering multiple miles. So imagine going out and and running like three miles before a game, like that. That you would suck. You would like you you would never think that you'd be able to play at your top, mm-hmm. at your top intensity or, or top performance levels, but you might already be doing that. Obviously, it's different because it's not just like an aerobic mile where you're just running like, you know, an eight eight minute mile for three straight miles. But it's the same idea where you're you're on your feet for that long. You're you're it's almost the same demands on your body, and that's something that we should consider be being more efficient with our warm ups, because um, especially for guys who are traveling another like two three miles in a game. That's that's a lot, especially when you're playing multiple games a week or multiple games a, a weekend in AAU. So that's something to consider. Um, it's kind of like finding that middle ground between not too much and not too little. Um, but, I mean, there's so much we could talk about in terms of pregame if we wanted to talk about everyone's, you know, rituals and, and preferences. But I think the main thing for me is just finding what works for you. It's going to take some experimentation. And understanding that that's the best thing for you, regardless of what other people do, um, and that's and just taking advantage of the placebo. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. And I think um, one more thing that we didn't really talk too much about, just because the science on this can, I mean, we it's, it's pretty. I think um, I know where this is going. Forward. Yeah, but um, one thing that my player, one of my guys, or most of my guys, try to do every game, it actually starts prior to like it's not even that game day; it's the day before. And sometimes even the day before, like so two days before that game. So what they try to do, or what this specific player I have in mind tries to do, is eat as many carbs as he can. Mm-hmm. Basically just carb loading up to make sure that he has enough energy leading up into that game. And um, he's drinking plenty of fluids as much as possible. Not just on the game day, because by then it's pretty much too late. If you haven't been properly hydrated before, trying to catch up and... Like rehydrate or overhydrate yourself that game day to make up for the lack of hydration in the past, is it's really not going to have the same benefit as it did if you just remain properly right. hydrated for the past uh, two, three, four days prior to your game. In addition to having the proper amount of carbs in your in your system before you start, the science behind that, I mean, it goes pretty extensive, yeah. but it's pretty much um, just having having that energy pre ready. So you don't have to try to, because your body digests food in a very, it, it, I mean, we don't have to go too much into that science of that for yeah. sure. But <laughs> the um, under just understanding that trying to have a pregame meal, I mean, the pregame meal is obviously important. You should have something light where you're not going to uh, pretty much shit yourself, which is also interesting because it reminds me of something that oh, I want to yeah. talk about earlier or later. But um, uh, you don't want to have too much food or like you don't want to try to load up on all your food the same day to give yourself as much energy as possible just because by then, like I said, it's too late. You want to try to get as many carbs in prior to that game day, maybe like two, three, four days leading up to that game so you're probably energized and you're able to um, have much more endurance for that game. 
But um, what I did want to talk wanna, about. You want to end it with the? You want to end yeah, it with the? Yeah, the last, <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. So um, one thing that I personally did a lot of times when I played games back when back when I was in high school, um, I know a lot of games. It was pretty much like a. It was like a common thing amongst my whole teammates. Like all every single one of our teammates, we'd be like, "Is it your turn to do this?" But what I want to talk about is um, pre-game shits. So a lot of <laughs> players don't really understand how how good it feels to come into a game freshly. <laughs> off of a fresh bowel movement. Yeah, off of a fresh bowel movement. Like it's it feels you're you're much. You just feel a lot lighter on your feet. You feel it's like that placebo effect. You just feel a lot better, but much more to a scientific degree. I would say like there's actual reasoning for why you feel better. No, yeah, I feel like that's even more yeah. than placebo. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Like it's for sure. There's reasons behind it. I mean, it, but, uh, yeah, I mean, and then if you want to talk about science, like if not only do you just feel lighter because I mean that entire like digestive tract is empty yeah like the, and you're probably lighter too which is literally another yeah like you're literally lighter but um if you want to take it down to even like the like our nervous system if you're able to take that bowel movement before the game you're probably in at least somewhat of a relaxed parasympathetic state um mm-hmm. because if you're in that kind of like uptight anxious sympathetic state um, you're nervous, whatever, um, that inhibits digestion. So if you're like that all day up into that game, you're probably not going to be taking that pregame dump. So like mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's kind of the, the two go hand in hand. Um, and if you want to feel light on your feet, then you should probably feel relaxed and, um, you can do that. I mean, we have another podcast so all about how to really get in touch with your parasympathetic nervous system but breathing exercises just feeling relaxed and and not being uptight that's going to help you you know do what you got to do to feel light so that's yeah. it's a little <laughs> a little interesting yeah. appreciate yeah. you for bringing that up because that's like yeah. one of the things that no one ever wants to talk about but it's just it's so yeah. crucial and it's honestly just, it might so be crucial. one of the most um like the one the one of the most impactful things that we've talked about throughout this whole yeah. episode like being able to feel like everybody knows that feeling immediately after you're just like <laughs> yeah. wow i feel so much better so it just it translates just as well to to how you're going to play on, on the court if you if anyone's ever had to take a shit while playing a game you know that's not oh, a feeling man. you ever want to remain in for any longer than you have to <laughs> yeah. like you want to get that feeling gone immediately so yeah. that's something that if you can before a game if you feel like it's a possibility or if you have the time to, definitely make sure you take the time to do that because that's yeah. hugely important. As 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 funny as it sounds, as um as as much that we're joking about it, it's very it's very important that you do just because you want to be able to stay light on your feet and move freely. Like you don't want to have to <laughs> be constrained by anything that shouldn't be there. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah that's pretty I think much. That's a good it, way so. to end it. Very yeah. so. Hopefully, you guys got that takeaway. If, I mean, if that's the only thing you take away then I'm, i can't be Let mad it be. at it but <laughs> um yeah apply all this stuff i mean no, no don't apply all this stuff because i yeah. said i wouldn't be giving but at least consider all this stuff to apply into your mm-hmm. pre-game ritual or whatever or keep it the exact same because it's working mm-hmm. and i can't like uh, that's i hope that's what you do because that means mm-hmm. you have a very effective pre-game ritual which most people don't so yeah um you know We'd yeah, love to hear you, from you guys and, and yeah. whatever you guys do during 
or before your games during that kind of time where you're preparing let us know and you know it's everyone has kind of like one weird thing that they do or one kind of unique thing so yeah. anything that you yeah. guys do let us know we'll put up a little poll thing on instagram the questions mm-hmm. thing uh once we drop this podcast and you guys can let us know yeah for sure the main important thing that we've emphasized throughout this whole thing is make sure that whatever you guys decide to do it's unique to you and it's not something that you're trying to mimic from somebody else unless you feel like yeah. whatever you're mimicking will work for you but if yeah. you guys don't have any routine that you follow at this point um try to try to install one don't 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 just go around trying to grab anything and make anything up let's randomly but try to find something meaningful where you at least go through some type of um physical work where you feel like it'll prime your body up or do some drill before every game just so you can that's some drill that you're really comfortable with before every game just so you can feel sharpened on mm-hmm. um on on point with your with your game and you feel prepared for that game yeah, yeah outside of that like we said we'll post that poll you guys tap in let us know what you guys do pretty interested to see all the pretty in- weird and um unique things that you guys do because there's definitely a lot of a lot of weird stuff that i've heard from players that for the sake of their their uh, yeah <laughs> their decency <laughs> i won't talk about but it's um it's whatever that has to be done yeah for sure thank you guys for tuning in as always let us know what else you want us to talk about and we'll get to it yep all right take care y'all hey